Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1066, April 27th, 2023. Uh oh, I was supposed to call a sister today because it's her birthday. Let's and, do it live. And we rank those in the order they received. I bet I'm going to be last. 85 <laughs> degrees. Power ranking sushi <laughs> birthday style. Yeah. Really? Well, because voicemails count. Voicemails count. Oh. Wow. 85. That's weird. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell is... I thought it was just Joe, apparently. It's the whole family. Wow. 80, 85 <laughs> degrees on this day. I wonder how old she is. She ain't my mother. Well, she's younger than this, me. The same thing with my sisters. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. 85 <laughs> degrees on this day in 1977. 21 degrees on this day in 1909, and just to warm the cockles of your heart, eight and a half inches of snow on this day in 1907. No, thank you. And get this, no ice outs today. There are ice outs tomorrow, and there were ice outs yesterday, but for some reason, the old ice held firm on April 27th throughout the history of the state of Minnesota. That doesn't mean fishing isn't far behind. Today's ice outs are brought to you by Ripple Lip, that's an app. You got all that electric stuff in your fishing boat, Hummingbird, Garmin, Lowrance, Marine Electronics. An app coordinates it all. It puts it, it all together, and you can find out some really neat stuff about using your electronic fishing equipment at RippleLipUniversity.com. Oh, and this is where I do the ice house. There aren't any. None? There aren't Are any. Are we done? Which means we're getting closer to swimming season. And you're going to swim a lot better and hear a lot less griping from the kids if you use Aquaside to clear up the weeds and gunk and algae at your dock. Aquaside has been helping people create great lake shores, maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. I've used them. That's how easy they are. They work quickly. Aquaside is registered with the EPA and DNR, and they're safe. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem. Tell them what you're looking at. And make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I I wonder what it will do to my knack scale. Uh-oh. To confess the following. Uh, oh don't do it, Joe. Oh boy. We already have questions about you. I uh, uncovered one of the summer cars, attempted to start it. The battery appeared to be dead. Yeah. All right. But I had been charging that all winter. About every four or five weeks, I would charge it. Uh, at, at, at a couple of attempts to start it, it... The, you didn't hear the starter whirring, but you heard something. Mm. I also noticed the interior instrumentation, which usually lights up 
when you hit the starter button, that wasn't happening. And then sometimes just zero noise was nothing. Not even a click, click, Press click, the click, starter click. button, nothing. Hmm. No clicking, no nothing. Okay, uh, at great inconvenience to me, because, boy, they put those new batteries together in new cars. They button them in there. Yep. I uh, took the battery out, took it to the local auto parts store, and tested it. And while the guy was hooking it up, I said, oh, please be dead, please be dead. Because if it's not dead, something Ooh. else is wrong. <clears throat> it was not dead. It was in oh. good shape. Oh, no. So I haul the battery back. I put it back in the car. I hook up the terminals. Nothing. Zero. Oh, no. And then I'm thinking, okay, is there a dead spot in the starter maybe? Or the solenoid's not firing? So I put the car in gear and then nudge it a little bit, hoping to kind of move the starter. <clears throat> sure enough. Uh, and then, oh, and then I took the, the remote and I unlocked it. Well, that's working. I unlocked doors yeah. and <clears throat> opened the trunk, and sure enough, it started right up. Oh, and you don't know what the problem was? I don't know what the problem was. The next day... Back to zero. Well, to make a long story That's short, be a fun car to, drive to make summer. a long story short, you know what the problem was? I can't even guess. Maybe this won't knock me down on the next scale. The fob battery was dead. Oh God! I didn't know it was plausible that a dead fob would that, not start the car. That's what it's come to. Yeah. Wow. I'm not, not going to rip you because this very thing. Go ahead and rip me. No, no, because this very thing happened to me. Do you know what you do in that situation? And I'm not kidding. Yeah. I brought, it was with the old Jaguar that I sold, but you bring it, bring it, literally go into Fratelloni's. They will replace it for you. I already did that. Well, what I'm oh, saying no. is if you know that that's not working. No, no, Chris, you, you. The really, fob I'm talking about. Right. Chris, you, you weren't paying attention to the story. Sure I am. It was only at the very last moment I decided, I wonder if the fob battery is dead. I then took the fob battery to the hardware store, where the, where the guy at the counter, by the way, would not disassemble the fob. He said, I'm not breaking this. I said, okay, really? give me your thinnest screwdriver. I took it apart. Oh. He got me the correct... He checked the battery that came out yeah. of the fob. A32B. It, it was shot. Okay. We put a new one in. He made me reassemble it, I, even though I said, pal, I'm not going to hold you responsible if you break something. He said, no, I'm not touching this thing. He was too You're nervous. You're kidding. No. Now he knows how litigious you are. That's an aside. Right. That's an aside. Yeah, that's story. on you. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. I, we put the battery in. I put it back together. I took Joe. it home. Vroom! Car what? starts right up. Uh, we've never discussed this off the air. What's your opinion of that whole system? No key. Fob got to be close to the car. I don't know what no what what's what and what? what was that a solution to? Yeah, what what was yeah, wrong exactly. with the way things were? No. I, yeah. I I don't know what the remote fob is a solution to. Yeah. In any event, I learned a couple of things very interesting. If and I haven't looked yet. Apparently, on my steering column, where the the key would go in in a normal car. Yeah. There should be a uh, a marked circle. A, yes. a blank. Yeah. A blank circle. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you hold the fob up to that, and the car would start. Yeah. You oh, really? Even with a dead have, battery. Ugh. I've had that happen where the battery died in my fob, and on my dashboard it says, please put fob next to yes. that ignition. I just All I do is put it there. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, right and I learned something else, maybe even more interesting. Let's go all in. 
leaving the fob in the car, which is what I've done since I got the car. Yeah. The the fob is constantly it's, wanting to ma- be making oh. contact with the ignition. You're it's draining ex- the juice. It's constantly draining the juice. It's communicating with the yeah. car. Yep. That's yep. your bigger neck issue. What? You're leaving the fob in the car. That's why Minneapolis has to put ads saying, take your keys with I you. I don't leave the fob in the car <laughs> when the I park the car it's somewhere. It's a garage, you dimwit. <laughs> well, I've learned that lesson. That fob's going in the house. You hanging on a little hook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, little hook right inside the... Remember nice to take your keys. <laughs> Tell every thief where it is. What do you right want to know about the 2006 Honda Pilot with 250,000 miles nothing, on it? Nothing, nothing. But has that harmed my NAC scale? Yes. No, not I at would say all. No. I say no. Kenny and Height say no. Rookie and Reavers, who have the least knack of any humans in the world, are saying yes. Yeah, you. that's really... Because well, I'm trying to pull you down. Yes, you know, are. I'm over the cliff. I'm just hanging. I'm trying to really drag you down to my... So just now, give uh, me a 1979 square body, big block with a set of keys. I've said this for a hundred <laughs> years. You can sit, you, even rookie, and that's—I mean this seriously. Even rookie who has no intuitive knowledge about an automobile whatsoever, right? Even rookie could sit in a 1958 Ford and know exactly, seriously. Without being told what every knob and button was for. Yes. Thank you for that. Cars used to be intuitive. Now they're mechanical hodgepodges. Technological hodgepodges. Wouldn't it be fun to put them in a car that has spark advance on the dash? That'd be good. Yeah, no, like I see on the dash. Don't make me laugh. I seized or sparklers on the dash. Put, put them in an old Model A, and yeah. it'd be like when we put millennials in front of a dial phone and tell them uh, dial up uh, your home. Uh, they just uh, they can't do it. McLaren's comment the- on a rotary phone was, "It'll take you a really long time to call nine one one." On a rotary. We missed an even more important part than Joe's oh. next skill. There, did you oh. just say you hurt yourself sneezing? Yes. Okay, good. I just wanted to check. You started laughing. I pulled laughing. something. I pulled something. <laughs> oh, you're having a heart attack. You started back. holding your chest. No, it's the pectoral area. Ooh. Oh, the pectoral. Your ample bosom. <laughs> I'm still shocked that the guy wouldn't change your battery. He just, he said, this looks expensive. I don't want to, I don't want to break it. I said, Did you oh, name drop? Work. You tell me you were buddies with the... Uh, no, his... I didn't name oh, drop. Oh, hmm. They're uh, really easy to change. I've, I've done it several it, times with mine. It. Yeah, you just got get it handled. One of those tiny screwdrivers and go click. Open got it, it up. Handled, yeah. I got her. Well, fellas, we've reached the point now where you can't even have an editorial cartoon in the newspaper because <laughs> it might upset some Muslims. I can't believe this. Brand new Which, cartoonist. Aren't they missing the point entirely? Day one on the job. <laughs> The Star Tribune publisher very preciously at the lead of the editorials today apologized for the pain an editorial cartoon apparently was brought upon the Muslim community. And as I've said many times, and and Muslims, if you're listening, I include everybody in this, not just Muslims. But the country is run out of people to say, go bleep yourself. They just don't exist anymore. 
And here is the publisher. He's brand new, by the way. Oh, yeah, Kenny said Steve it was his first Grove. day on the job. No, no, Steve. no, 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 Chris, the, the cartoonist oh, the is cartoonist. brand new. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The publisher is also new, but not as new as, as the, the cartoonist. cartoonist. Got it. <laughs> the publisher's name is Steve Grove. I know nothing about him, but he very preciously apologized for the pain. And he said the cartoon didn't achieve its goal. Well, what I would like to ask the publisher is, what was the cartoon's goal? John, describe the cartoon, please. The cartoon had an inset with a very angry-looking fellow looking out his window and uh, standing with his wife. And he says, uh, let's see, broadcasting, Muslim, broadcasting the Muslim call to prayer at all hours will make Minneapolis too noisy. So he uh, uh, is upset in the cartoon about uh, Muslims being able to call to prayer. But then you expand the cartoon in the next panel, and it's uh, he's in front of his picture window with his wife with a bunch of gangbangers out front shooting guns off, and she's going, what? So I don't understand how that would be making fun of Muslims. If anything, gangbangers should be writing the uh, letters to right. the editor. Exactly, yeah, not Muslims. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And, and it's poking fun at crackers and you know pretty much they, uh, white white people the notion brought about most principally by the failed academy and certainly adhered to by mysterians is uh mysterians and i'm going to count you muslims who complained i count you among them they believe they have a right not to be offended where is that written? How, how does that happen in the human condition? Uh, you have, you're going to be offended in life. That's too bad. Go bleep yourself. We and, don't owe you anything. And the cartoon did not achieve its goal. Well, what in God's name was its goal? It's a cartoon. And it caused pain to readers and communities who felt targeted and mischaracterized. Go bleep yourself. I'm sorry, CEO and publisher Steve Grove said. We will work harder to do better as an organization. Wasn't that the cartoonist's first cartoon for the paper? It was, But yes. he has experience elsewhere? Yep. I'm sorry, we'll work harder to do better as an organization to ensure we're holding ourselves and our community accountable in constructive ways that speak to our values of respect and integrity. You're full of BS, pal. There you go. You're full of BS. Because let me tell you something. By your, by your rationale in this precious apology, you can't... What cartoon are you going to be able to have? The editorial cartoons are by nature and historically satirical. They poke fun at somebody. Yeah. What are you going to have, you're gonna be, Yeah, if you're going to be offended by an editorial cartoon, uh, there's a problem. Well, wouldn't you say that they accomplished their job? The cartoon? The cartoonist. Yeah. Isn't that the job of... Well, it, the cartoon doesn't even have a job. They make you think. And this guy did in this cartoon. Uh, in other words, you think your Muslim bells are loud. Look at what I'm facing in my front yard. Right. Exactly. You know, it's a Mexican standoff in the cartoon. Can we say Mexican standoff? No. Or am I racist for that? That's dangerous oh, language. Oh, bleep yourself. Um, 
I'm offended. This, John, and you'll you'll appreciate this, John. This reminds me of a conversation we had at the very end of Krabby yesterday. Somehow we got on the topic of North Korea. Dawn brought up a book she read called In In Order Live, written by a North Korean gal that escaped North Korea via China. It's a long, desperate, awful, awful story. She was sold into slavery, etc. She got to the United States. And she compares what's happening now in the United States to North Korea. She said she cannot believe that a free country, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, a free country like this um, deals with what we deal with and how we can't even say things yeah. Tr- anymore. Trigger warnings. Yeah, sort trigger of warnings, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Steve yeah. Grove, uh, you've set the bar so low. Yeah. That I yep. I don't know what in God's name you would ex- you would accept as an editorial cartoon. I'm being serious. Did this make what it? possibly yeah. can he yeah. accept? Yeah, You're right. Exactly. This is now going this to felt- start happening all over the country now with newspapers. Uh, this fella came from USA Today, where he was the editorial cartoonist and worked 20 years at the Detroit Free Press. His name is Mike Thompson. Do you think he's going? What in the hell did I just do? Yes, I do believe he's he's doing that. He is. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Grove said, we'll work hard, countable, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said blah, blah, blah. Four (laughs) legislators, along with many allies, including Keith Ellison and St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter, held a state capital news conference to condemn recent vandalism at mosques. There's no relationship between the cartoon and vandalism at mosques. Correct. That's like saying everyone who has ever worn leather shoes at some point in their life has heart failure. Jeez. There's no causality there. There's no There's no relationship. Or you're in favor of killing cows. Yes. Yeah, see. Um, <laughs> I'm not done. Uh, state Capitol News Conference to condemn vandalism at mosques. After the news conference, the legislators issued the written statement that focused criticism on the cartoon. Globally, many Muslims report not being respected by those in the West. Go bleep yourself. And this cartoon adds to that sentiment here in Minnesota, the statement said. So we have to, if you're going to ever have an editorial cartoon about Muslims, it must be layered in respect. That's not how that works. How cartoons work. And, well, this, and the thing that bugs me is there's nothing in this cartoon. The guy's being made fun of who's making fun of the Muslim idea. So, in other words, the cartoonist is picking on right. what he sees as a guy who's nuts about his. Exactly. Don't get me started. <laughs> okay. Uh, no the sense. statement said a news release attributed the comments to Representatives Hodan Hassan, Samak Kab Hussein, and Mohammed Noor and Senator Omar Fateh. Uh, which one of those was in the food fraud with uh, with uh, Fry's office? Was it one of them? Was it one of them working for Fry? Uh, anyway, Hussein represents St. Paul. The other three represent Minneapolis. Grove, who was in his second week as publisher, so I apologize, Chris. He's damn near as new as the cartoonist. Said that he spent, I was not offended. I'm, so. I'm hoping not. Uh, said that he spent a lot of time in recent days speaking with readers and community leaders. Bear with me as I turn to the jump. Uh, including Muslims. It's clear to me that the intent of the cartoon did not match its impact, Grove said. 
I don't know what that means. What? <laughs> While the cartoonist was trying to support the decision of the Minneapolis City Council, he was? <laughs> he was. It was it's he, obvious. He was, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. The, it's piece, the piece drew many, particularly those in the Muslim community, to feel disrespected by its depictions. The cartoon was published Sunday uh, in the opinion section, which is run separately from the news department. But what, you, what you're really telling me, Grove, without saying it, is you're going to be putting a tight leash on your cartoonists, mm-hmm. even though you're allowing them to appear in the, in the editorial section. Uh, it featured an image of a man grousing to a woman that the recently amended noise ordinance allowing the call to prayer would make Minneapolis too noisy. In the second image, the same couple stood inside a home while four masked assailants fired guns. Uh, as the editorial cartoonist, Thompson works independently of reporters and editors in the newsroom. Not anymore, Pat. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're bleeped. <laughs> the legislators said they were disappointed, called the image Blatantly racist. No. It's not racist. I'm looking at it. It's not racist. Uh, we not don't know all. that. And noted that the two mosque fires came after the cartoon was published. That's really that's really a low blow from these legislators to tie mm-hmm. the cartoon to mosque fires. Yep. They just kicked that cartoonist in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. The lawmaker's statement said the cartoon insinuated that Islam and the call to prayer are weapons that incite violence. Well, then. Uh, we don't know And these that. are the legislators who rep you, represent you, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why the state is, is so culturally degraded. It's just falling apart. Yep. Ellison, who was Muslim, spoke briefly, condemning the mosque attacks. He did not mention the cartoon. Well, probably because he's at least smart enough to realize the irony of it. After the news conference, Carter said in a written in a written statement, "Attack on a mosque is an attack on every place of worship, and fundamentally undermines our right to freely practice our beliefs." Okay, Melvin, that's that's good. You found a, another public stage to get on that has nothing to do with the failure of your city. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a shame, man. You are seeing the end of editorial cartooning. <clears throat> you want to play what if? Sure. Would they back down for the Catholics or the Lutherans no. or the no. Episcopalians? Well, no. Okay, because why? They wouldn't complain. Because I'm a Catholic and I don't give a bleep what you put in your editorial right. cartoon. It doesn't hurt. Sticks and stones. But for the Muslims, sticks and stones will hurt them. Are they just Wait. simply what? mad that attention was given to the fact that they can now do the call to prayer and if and if so why aren't they mad about the many articles that were printed uh, i do know that i believe uh i i did say upon the advent of the ordinance approving the call to prayer i say i said uh, i wonder what will be next i i find uh, the very activist wing of the Muslim community to be very Machiavellian, very bold, very demanding, very expectant, uh, very uh, eager to be accommodated. And I, I just wonder, it's, it's, it's the call to prayer today. I wonder what it'll be two years from now. Go, ahead, wanna, go yeah. ahead and ring the bells. I don't care. But uh, don't don't you can't convince me that that's that's the end of your demands. 
they're telling us that our way of life, living our lives, is evil and that we need to change our ways in order to accommodate them. And uh, you could put a call in, Rook, to the cartoonist in the event he wishes to vent. I would love to know. Uh, What's up ever, next for you? Have you ever been sidetracked <laughs> on your first ever cartoon anywhere? Have you ever been knocked off your saddle in your first ever cartoon? Have you put in your resume for another publication? Because that's the end of editorial cartooning at the Star Tribune, and I'm not I'm not saying no, that lightly. I know you're not, and it's true. Is because it there is nothing that can pass the muster of a publisher who is so precious he wants to apologize for a benign cartoon. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong to tell immigrants immigrants to assimilate to the American way of life? Is that it's now wrong? It didn't used to be wrong. Because I'm thinking back all the way to the you know 1700s when people from England came over and then Sweden and the Irish and everybody else. I have my scooter at home, EcoFun. Tim delivered it. I couldn't be happier. All I need now is weather. Came back all polished and clean and serviced. Right now at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville, there's the great spring sale is still continuing. Save on electric bikes and all those scooters that turn urban errands into adventures and Yamaha scooters and uh, Remax side-by-sides, the Vanderhall USA Roadsters, which I have advised you, you must see to believe. They are really, really cool. Uh, good youth recreational equipment, too. You don't want the kids in a in a in an ATV that's not the right size. Too many bad things can happen. Too many terrible accidents. You want them in a little one. And in fact, you can even get them with remote control. So you sit there in the yard and watch them zip around. And if you think they're getting in trouble, you hit the button and put on the brakes. Great service, great apparel, helmets. It's all at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97 just immediately west of the Interstate 35, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's Hello? the end of the world as we know it. At Hello? It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels <laughs> fine. Joe Souchere. Looks like a hip-hop or a DJ at the table, isn't he? Oh, that's nice. 
Uh, here's the mission statement yeah, for from you. From now on, make sure you play that, you moron. I have played it. We, we've we've never that. heard that lead we, before. We Ever. play that one a lot. It just Ever. never plays out to the soul. I'm with Kenny. I've never Chris, heard it. Chris, I'm with you. It's, it's I'm, played. I'm, I'm offended. offended. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Rook. Here's a mission statement for you. Aim High Construction is in the business of designing gorgeous custom spaces where life happens. I love that. The crew at Aim High Construction, they can make your vision a reality. They can handle your exterior and interior needs for both residential and commercial units. That includes everything. Roofing, siding, kitchens, decks, basements, whatever you got. Chris, the owner, 100% committed to your 100% satisfaction. His team also dedicated to superior craftsmanship. When you work with Aim High, you can expect prompt, professional, and courteous service from a very experienced crew. And they also work with all the leading brands in the industry, which means you get long-lasting, high-performing solutions for your project. From the very beginning, the design of your new space to the final cleanup, for an, a very enjoyable experience. Get the bid ball rolling. Do it right away. Get on the schedule. They're very busy. Go to aimhighconstructionmn.com to discuss that project. It's aimhighconstructionmn.com. I, I'm sorry. I, I keep having deep thoughts about this behavior of the Star Tribune publisher. Uh, if he was that, he's new on the job. This was the editorial cartoonist's first effort for the paper. If he was that quick to apologize because some legislators groused, uh, and he not only apologized, but he assigned to his apology very weighty words, pain, disrespect. Uh, he assigned the cartoon more weight than it had as an instrument of damage. If he's that quick to do that, what possible future does this newspaper have? I mean, think about it logically. What possible future does this newspaper have? Not only editorially, but just as, a, as an entity, as a news-gathering institution. If you're going to be walking on eggshells every single time you put a piece of paper in the typewriter to do a story, what are you left with? They're already... They're already following lock, step, and barrel. Lock, what's that phrase? Lock, stock, and lock, barrel. Lock, stock, and barrel. They're already following the Mysterian agenda. How low can you go? This is getting toward the belly of the snake. Who I is have, this guy, Steve Grove? I have emailed uh, Mike look, Thompson. Look, look up Steve Grove. I think he came to the Star Tribune. Uh, I... I want to be correct. That's why I want you to look him up. I think he came from a bank. Well, I think he was a, a very successful businessman in the Twin Cities. Uh, Star Tribune names former Google exec Google, Steve Grove as publisher. Well, Google a is... A Northfield native. Google is the eye of the mystery. Google is the eye of, of uh, being careful not to offend. Google is a mystery uh, organization. So, and his, I guess he was a high ranking at Google? Yes. Well, at about the I'm 200 gonna... grand level, whatever that level gets you at, uh, 
at Google. But can you imagine the BS he heard at Google? Yeah. Now he brings that failed mindset to a newspaper? Um, Before that, he was yeah. Governor Walz's Commissioner of Employment and Economic Development, oh, too. Oh, crazy. He worked for Walz. So. Well, Star Tribune, I've always said you were really, really lucky to land on your feet when Glenn Taylor purchased you because you had a local... You had a local owner, a fellow with a with a big investment in the state. You were you really landed on your feet with that. Ooh, uh, ooh, it gets worse. <laughs> Grove also led Google's civic engagement work, including the company's nonpartisan voter information and get out the vote efforts. Yeah. Well, all I'm telling you is, he's tipped his hand, <laughs> and it didn't take him long. He tipped his hand on the first ever cartoon by the cartoonist they just hired. So I see nothing good coming in the future. Nothing. Northfield High School. I have a question, a newspaper question about that. Yeah. Do, doesn't that violate some type of ethics or what does? Well, he worked for the current administration's What what ethics would that violate? I I, I don't know, that's why it I'm doesn't. asking. It doesn't. It oh. doesn't violate any. I ethics. know you okay. mentioned the complaints, but did you notice who's missing who hasn't complained? And You're maybe not. they did. Maybe they did, and we don't know. Everybody that complained works in government. Yeah. I didn't see any names mentioned from the general public complaining. This is, And that, to me, is kind of eerie. And it yep. shows you where the government is heading. If the only people that were offended by this work in the government, uh, presumably for us... We're headed in a dangerous direction. Why don't you set nice this catch up? There, Why don't you set this up for me better, Kenny? Minnesota lawmakers are mulling a change to state law, House File One Eight One, that would log alleged bias incidents, even when they aren't considered a crime. The bill introduced in January would allow people to report perceived bias-related incidents such as alleged slurs and verbal attacks that would fall outside hate crimes compiled annually by the State Bureau of wow. Criminal Apprehension. This is according to the St. Cloud Times. Republican State Representative Walter Hudson warned that House... Have you ever succeeded in getting him on? I'm just waiting for when you want well, to have him on. Oh, he's agreed to come on? Mm -hmm. All right. House File 181 could pose a threat to religious freedom. It seems very clear, based upon their focus on motivation, that they're more concerned about what's going on in people's heads, which is protected speech. And that's thought crime, he told Fox News Digital. An exchange between Niska, uh, Harry Niska, Republican, uh, and, and fellow state representative Samantha Van, a Democrat, where Niska asked several hypothetical questions about the legislation. If a Minnesotan writes an article claiming or arguing that COVID-19 is a Chinese bioweapon that leaked from a lab in Wuhan, and someone reports that article that, to the Department of Human Rights, <laughs> is that something the Department of Human Rights should put in their bias registry under your bill? Uh, look up uh, Rook Samantha Van, V-A-N. She apparently is the author of this bill. Is that something the Department of Human Rights should put in their bias registry under your bill, Niska? Asked. Uh, Vang, I guess it is, not Samantha Vang. Vang. Argued that while not all incidents are considered violent or criminal, this sort of rhetoric has a is bias motivated. Therefore, it can be considered a bias incident. 
the end is coming so fast, I can't keep up with it. Niska said Vang's answer is troubling. He posed another question to Vang, asking whether someone wearing an I love J.K. Rowling shirt would be added to the database. Because J.K. Rowling is someone who has said, go bleep yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was born and raised in North Minneapolis. Her parents are Hmong refugees from Thailand. She graduated from Robinsdale Armstrong High School and Gustavus Adolphus with a Bachelor of Science in Political Science and Communications. Uh, courses you can't flunk. Right. And how long has she been in the legislature? Assumed office January 8th, 2019. And she represents what area? Brooklyn Park, uh, Brooklyn Center. And this young woman uh, feels it's within her purview to establish a state registry of incidents that could be determined by us. Determined by whom? Well, the answer is the government. The government. The thought police. Jesus uh, H. Christ, and I am praying. This is. I am not swearing. This I is, am praying. This is your prediction years ago coming true. And the fact that w- this precedent was started with COVID, right? The wall's snitch line. Mm-hmm. Snitch on your neighbors. Yeah. Uh, she won 72% of the vote to 27 in 2018. In 2020, 62% to 25. And in 2022, uh, 72% to 27. Niska said, if a Minnesotan is wearing a T-shirt that says, I love J.K. Rowling, and someone sees that and reports them to the Minnesota Department of Human Rights as an example of gender identity or gender expression bias, is that something that the Minnesota Department of Human Rights should put in this data, in this bias database, he asked? Bang suggested this question would be better answered by lawyers and added, I'm not going to say yes or no to that question. <laughs> Harry Potter uh, author Rowling has been condemned by many of her left-wing fans over her statements regarding transgender ideology. I'm unaware that she said anything that's uh, horribly she hasn't. insightful. Uh, or, yeah, as in inciting violence. J.K. Rowling has been the center of controversy over her views and statements about transgender individuals and biological sex. Uh, okay, that's that's how this story ends. But uh, could you look for more, please, rookie? Uh, look up House File 181, please, and uh, um, print it for me. This T-shirt thing reminds me of you're going to have to um fill me in on what the t-shirt said but we had a preacher out at the mall of america that got the boot a couple of times because he had some sort of conservative based religious message on on his shirt do you remember john yeah i do it it actually said there's only one one religion and that's what everybody found offensive about it. So right. It, so allegedly, is, the the Jewish yeah. people, the Muslims, all took it as being yeah, yeah. hate speech, basically. Well, so this ball is already rolling. And then you're going to have to remind me again. I've been googling and I can't find it. Early in his uh, residency in the White House, Biden wanted to form was some kind of club or something for uh, uh, approved journalists. Do you guys recall yeah. that? And that had the, uh, the the stink of big mind control government. Yeah, that should but, make but, any journalist nervous. But just think of this: this creepy Vang uh, 
apparently does not have in her, in her heart any concept of American convention. And, and if you want to get, it won't be far-fetched because if the government, if this should pass, which I hope is unlikely, but it's just like the lawnmower ban. Everything's a trial balloon. Everything's a small bite until you're finally hooked. If this should be passed, I, I don't find it at all uh, unlikely that I would be reported for bias if I wrote a T-shirt that said, I love gasoline-powered engines. <laughs> it's the government. That will decide. And the government is going to be the one that tells you how you're going to live, how you're going to be managed, mm. and how you're going to behave. Shades again of North Korea. I don't Did think you, maybe, I'm out of line here. No, you're not. Maybe you address this during the story, but who decides once this is reported? Yeah, that's, if I report that's why you. I have Rook looking up the bill. Right. There's, there's nothing okay. in the story yeah. that suggests according to whom is their bias. Yeah, does it all go on a list, or do they have to pick and choose what they want on the list? You know what I mean? People, uh, I guess the left just doesn't have enough ore in the water to care what's happening. Oh, this is all being done by design. Let's not But it's ourselves. happening. It's, it's just... Run a rocket ship to hell. You said it last week. That's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. A bias a... registry? What? Then I'm on it right away. Right. Oh, just yeah. Just for doing well, this. You will never write again. Everybody's on it. Yeah. Everybody's on yep. it at some point. Wendy Everybody. Thompson at the Star Tribune's on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I go back to the cartoon for a minute about yeah. something Kenny yeah. said? Uh, Kenny said, is it just, you know, are there, there are a lot of normal people. I went back and looked on Twitter that complained about it too, but they're not complaining about the Muslim uh, take on it. They're all saying it's racist because everybody outside shooting guns would be assumed to be black. Well, well, they would be. Now now we have a discussion worth talking about, uh, if you ask me. Are you going to print it? I can't print it out from here, so I emailed it to Chris, and he can uh, we'll copy the link. Let's and take a break, and we'll go to the printer. You know, when I'm all worked up and mad about... printer, and I'll go get it. Yeah. Oh, you're doing an ad. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I'm all worked up and hot and bothered, I want to cool off with a nice glass of water. I'm putting oh. you on the list. I, ice water is the best from Hofferman Water and Connecticut. I've been a customer of Hofferman for years. You will be happy if you decide to make the switch. And you know what? Spring is the best time of the year to make that switch. So do me a favor. Call Hofferman today and maybe schedule somebody to come out and che- uh, give you a water analysis at your home. 952 894 4040. That's 952 894 4040. Or visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. You get that new system from Connecticut, which is the best, and so is Hofferman. Your water is instantly better. So is your laundry, your showers, your cooking. Everything is better. So get on that schedule. Please let the fine folks at Hofferman Water know that you heard about it on here on the Garage Logic Podcast. We haven't had many roofers join us on Garage Logic, but Pete is with us from Hira Pro, and he wants to explain to you how they do what they do. Hey, Joe. In the end, I got tired of door knockers, and, you know, the profits on residential roofing are obscene. I came up with a better way to get it done. At Hira Pro, we help the homeowner get their roof replaced from their insurance proceeds so that they can earn what a roofing company normally would in profits instead. Yeah, but I thought 
I thought it works like this. The homeowner isn't supposed to make money on their insurance claim. So let me ask you this. When it hails on the roof of somebody who owns a roofing company, do you think the insurance company is making them find another company to do the job? Uh, no. That's right. It's legal to make money on it, but it's illegal for a contractor to pay you for the job. Most people just don't know a crew. They don't know what materials to get. We take care of all of that for them so that they can earn like a roofing company would, replacing their own roof. So look, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit them online at hireadot.com. Pro. That's higher, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. If you want the best lawn in the block, you've got to go with professionalturf.com. They've been at it since 82. If you want your lawn looking the best, you want to maximize your living space this summer, ProTurf also has that covered with their landscaping division. They will work with you to design a landscape project using digital photography and imaging software, kind of like CSI. Uh, so you can see how it'll look in full color before the work even starts. They uh, install, they uh, specialize in the installation, trees, shrubs, beds, rocks, sod, whatever, you, concrete pavers, yeah, stone patios, of course, fire pits, retaining walls. They do it all. They can really make that back and or front yard look fantastic. And you know what that does? Forces your equity. Well, then your taxes go up, but your place is worth a lot more. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, the best lawn in the neighborhood and amazing outdoor environments. It can all be yours. Just log on to professionalturf.com. Uh, this uh, groin kick, this Samantha Vang. Ah, yes. Right across the room. There it is. Take right across that. the room. Here's the bill. That deserves this. A bill for an act relating to public safety, expanding the reporting of crimes motivated by bias. Who would determine if they're motivated by bias? Mm-hmm. Amending the crimes of assault, property damage, and harassment motivated by bias. How, who's going to determine that? Requiring the Board of Peace Officers standards and training to update training to recognize responding to and reporting crimes of bias, appropriating money, amending Minnesota statutes 2022 sections, and on and on and on. <coughs> Subdivision 1, formulation of policies. Exercise leadership under the direction of the governor in the development of human rights policies and programs and make recommendations to the governor and the legislature for their consideration and implementation. Establish and maintain a principal office in St. Paul and any other necessary branch offices at any location within the state. Meet and function at any place within the state. Employ attorneys, clerks, and other employees and agents as the commissioner may deem necessary and prescribe their duties. To the extent permitted by federal law and regulation, utilize the records of the Department of Employment and Economic Development of the state when necessary to effectuate the purposes of this chapter. Obtain upon request and utilize services of all state government departments and agencies. Issue complaints, receive and investigate charges alleging unfair discriminatory practices, determining whether or not probable cause exists for a hearing. Subpoena witnesses, administer oaths, take 
testimony and require the production uh, for examination of any books and papers relative to any matter under investigation or in question as the commissioner deems appropriate. I might as well be reading this in mm, North Korea. Right. Yeah. Yep. Attempt, and, attempt by means of education, conference, conciliation, and persuasion to eliminate unfair discriminatory practices as being contrary to the public policy of the state. Don't we have about a thousand laws on the book that already address such things? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, this is a very long, long bill. It goes on and on and on. I don't have time to read the whole thing, but I love the fact about pop-up state offices. Okay. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. As you were reading this, I'm thinking, my God, this vastly expands government. We're going to need more money. You know, you're up at uh, you're up at the lake. Yeah, you're on Gull Lake. Yep. And and someone goes by with a big Trump sign flying yeah. from oh, their boat. They're, they're everywhere. I'm the going of... to the office in yep, Brainerd right yep. now. <laughs> yep. Offended. Yep. I'll save this and study it. Uh, this is. Uh... What if I'm on Plus? What if I'm on that lake? Are we offended? Well, you you already have had a, plaint, yeah. a complaint filed because of the name. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. This is really, really a long bill. Uh, this Vang doesn't have enough to do. Plus, is spelled with one S, by the way. Yes, it is. So <laughs> Thank is, you. So uh, I got got a new one, Rook. <laughs> Tincture. Tincture. Well, that it's right in there with ointment Tincture. and salve. Okay, and, yeah. unguent. Here's John with the news. <laughs> well, and I, I I don't know how you this, can top the news we've had so far. This is one yeah. giant hold my beer after another. I, I'm gonna start drinking again because there's no, <laughs> no there's really no there's no payoff this for this. this wow, it's your I'm, fault. I'm, I'm offended, Joe. If you're gonna start drinking, I'm reporting you. Just and, so I, you know. and then I'm gonna report myself for a biased wow. complaint. Yeah. No, Thank no. You, Joe. I'm going to start drinking again, but not drink Bud Light because of that fruitcake on there the can. Right. There, there, I'd get a bias there, complaint. There's your bias yeah. complaint. Yep. Uh, this update is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. The Winona Police Department and Winona Emergency Manager made a new request in the search for Maddie Kingsbury. She was last seen March 31st. Law enforcement wants property owners in Winona and Fillmore counties to report wells from before 1925, old homesteads and old windmills on their properties. They're also asking people to report any sinkholes that are accessible by car. Information is not included in available records, according to authorities, could lead to new searches. If you have one of those facilities on your property in Winona or Fillmore County, you can report it to search at co.winona.mn.us. Law enforcement is also partnering with Maddie's family and requesting that property owners in Winona, Fillmore, and Houston counties put a blue check mark in an easy, visible location if you consent to having your property searched. Now, please continue to review tips and ask anyone with info to call Crime Stoppers or submit tips online to Crime Stoppers. There's a $50,000 reward for information that leads investigators to. How Maddie. long is this Galvin missing? March 31st is March the last 31st. time she was seen. More than three weeks. This is yeah. such a weird story. Mm -hmm. 
One man is dead after a shooting in North Minneapolis late Wednesday night. The fatal shooting was one of multiple violent incidents that happened across the city overnight. Minneapolis police say they responded to a shot spotter activation near the intersection of 23rd Avenue and 4th Street North about 11.15 last night. Officers found a man in his 40s with multiple gunshot wounds sitting in a parked vehicle with the engine running. He died despite life-saving efforts at the scene. In separate incidents, two other men came to North Memorial Hospital with non-life-threatening gunshot wounds. One male shooting victim arrived at about 9 p.m., but police have not released info on where it happened or what led to that shooting. Another man with a gunshot wound then arrived at 11.20. Police say they believe that shooting happened on Golden Valley Road near Penn Avenue. Police say another man reportedly stabbed around 11.30 in downtown Minneapolis last night. His condition has not been released. That happened near the intersection of 1st Avenue and 5th Street North. No arrests have been reported in any of the incidents. Can you, Reavers, when you play Kamala Harris, can you turn the speed down? Oh. To, uh, you you don't be... have to do it right now, but can you turn it to half uh, speed on a playback. Let me see it. Uh, that's that. neither here nor there for John's news. I'm just, it's a thought that I need answered. Go ahead, John. Okay. Uh, some possible legal trouble for the guy many see as the key to the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, cited for third degree assault by Denver police after the team's season ending loss to the Nuggets after he allegedly swung a folding chair and hit two women who were working at the time at Ball <laughs> Arena. Well, he didn't allegedly do it. I saw him do it. Denver beat Minnesota uh, Tuesday night, and Edwards missed the tying three-point attempt at the buzzer. According to the report received by Denver police, Edwards was leaving the court to go to the locker room when he swung the chair and injured the employees. The injuries were not serious, according to Denver police. The Timberwolves, in a statement issued on Wednesday, said they were aware of the alleged incident and in the process of gathering more information. Club had no further comment. Um, it might take me some editing to be able to do I that, don't, I but don't I think want it's it right possible. Now. I just want to okay. know if you can do it. I can probably do it. Yes. Back to Edwards. That is really warrant. He swung the chair; it barely grazed. He wasn't trying. Well, the to people, hit. thankfully, did not get hurt. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't like it, he was intentionally trying uh, to hurt anybody. He picked up a chair and he kind of come on. He know. was uh, he was upset. You may have noticed he ran right off the court. Well, according to Mary Moriality, his brain isn't even developed. That's true. Yet. He's not twenty five. Yeah. yeah. When I saw that footage, I immediately thought, how can I put myself in the place of getting hit by a chair by an NBA player? It's a big payoff. Huh? That what is a retirement. Payoff. That's, That's a retirement payoff. right there. And watch yep. the suit those people find. And I would fall yeah. down like a hockey player. Yep. Seriously. Oh, the pain. That guy oh. from the stars the other night, Kenny. Yeah. Like yeah. what Phony did when uh, he said <laughs> Felino tried to take out yep. his knee. A lot yep. of people think Felino was trying to do that. I do not. I hope he was. Well, it's <laughs> a different take. I'm getting uh, emails from Dallas saying, put that in your pipe and smoke it, you <laughs> wild fans. Wow. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz signing several bills into law today that aim to protect providers and people traveling to Minnesota for abortion and gender-affirming care. <laughs> The proposals advanced by Minnesota Democrats come as other states are debating and passing restrictions and bans on abortion and health care that affirms a person's gender identity. The new laws would protect families and children traveling to Minnesota for gender-affirming care from repercussions and extradition orders from other states that restrict the procedure. The abortion proposal would enact similar protections, making patient data on abortions private and restricting subpoenas from other states. The governor also signed a measure to ban conversion therapy. The 
discredited practice of trying to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. That proposal will prohibit the practice on minors and vulnerable adults. That bill had some bipartisan support with more than a dozen legislative Republicans joining Democrats in voting for the ban. Uh, Speaking of the legislature, that controversy we talked about yesterday, it was quickly dispelled yesterday. If you missed it, here's what we talked about. uh, Democrats were trying to strike a statement from a bill concerning sexual orientation. The statement they wanted to strike read, the physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult is not a protected class under this chapter. Democrats said it was in too close proximity to a statement saying sexual orientation is protected and seemed to equate pedophilia with a gay orientation. It was all taken care of quickly yesterday when a Republican legislator proposed moving that same sentence to a different part of the bill. After that was done, the bill passed unanimously. What, what did we? So what did we accomplish hmm. by doing this? You appeased well, Fink in some way. I don't know how. It took it out of proximity to the mention of gay people and okay. pedophilia in the same sentence. Remember, there guys... are legislators there only for sexual reasons. Right. Joe, I know you're not down with Twitter, but the Gays Against Groomers Twitter account, it's only, it's not even a year old yet, June of 22. They have 255,000 followers. It's really interesting I'm on reading. their side. It's uh, really interesting reading their tweets. Really interesting. You may have seen this video at some point this week. A 31-year-old suspect is back in jail for the 35th time after leading law enforcement on a wrong-way chase in the East Metro Tuesday morning, according to the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office. That suspect is expected to be charged today. Ramsey County Undersheriff Mike Martin said his agency and Maplewood Police received several calls on Tuesday morning about an erratic driver in the Highway 61 corridor when they determined to be a suspect in a stolen red Chevy. Just before 8 in the morning, traffic cameras showed the suspect speeding through intersections, driving the wrong way down busy Highway 61, leading to several near misses with other drivers. Mostly he was on the shoulder of the road, but at times would veer off into traffic. Martin said the truck was pulling a dump trailer and driving extremely dangerously. It was looping around in certain areas, so officers were able to anticipate where it was going. After using two rounds of stop sticks to deflate the driver's tires, police say the suspect left his car on County Road D in Badness Heights, tried to hide in nearby garages. Eventually, <laughs> eventually he was arrested, taken to the Ramsey County Jail. Less than two hours before leading law enforcement on that wrong way chase, court records show that the suspect had posted $5,000 worth of bond on DWI, drug, and stolen property charges. The suspect, as I said, 35 times, been arrested, has a lengthy criminal history dating back at least a decade, including misdemeanor and felony drug Do we have a name on this idiot? Not yet. He'll be charged today, and then the name will be... uh, Do we have a name on the idiot that continually turns him loose? Yeah, Uh, 35 times. There was some... uh, Didn't he get out of jail yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Two hours. Two, two hours, hours, and then he was that. back. Yeah, okay. There was some reporting on that, and I forget uh, who did the reporting, but they went back and checked all of the bail. It might have been Channel 11. And the bails, they thought, uh, their legal expert thought, were all very low mm-hmm. from every time he's been bailed out. Mm-hmm. So. Fishing season is almost here in Minnesota. There's a problem. Bait shops are having trouble finding enough minnows. According to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, minnow harvests fell at least 25% between 2017 and 2021. As we head toward the walleye opener on May 13th, might not be enough minnows to go around. That's a tragedy. 
According to Urbank Live Bait Company, one of the largest minnow providers in Minnesota, the state's long cold winter did damage to our ponds where most minnows are grown. See, Storr also said the... Yes? Finish, and then I'll tell you the bad news. I got a question, too, about this. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Go ahead. Minnesota's strict bait laws were also creating hurdles. In an effort to cut down on invasive species of fish being introduced, Minnesota doesn't allow minnows to be imported from other states. Lawmakers are considering loosening regulations to allow imports to remedy the shortage. Other initiatives being considered include improving methods of raising minnows and allowing harvest from lakes currently on the infested waters. Kenny, you go Next. ahead, then I'll ask my question. Both uh, when I saw this on the news this morning and when John was reading it, I was pretty proud of myself because I don't go to a bait shop. I go to the source, the people that actually go out and get the minnows, and that's who I buy from. And, uh, John, uh, that's the people you just quoted in the story. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. They, <laughs> so, they may not, they so might not have any for you. I, I thought I was better than the general public. <laughs> Turns out, no, I'm just another slob looking for minnows. I got a question. <laughs> I'm sorry if this comes off stupid. Hmm. If you leave a minnow alone, this, the minnow gets to live I it. know where you're going. Mark the tape, Reavers. Yep. Mark the tape. Here we go. Three, good. two, one. Does it become a big fish? <laughs> and what kind of fish? A large minnow? It depends on the minnow. Suckers, See, it wasn't that dumb of a question. Suckers do become get suckers. Big, yeah. Shiners, eh, they just... What they happens sh- to they're, them? They're big shiners, and then it, it's over. Hmm. They're like they the extras in the Wizard of Oz. What happens to them? They <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's they just stay there. Yeah. I mean, they you know what? No ambition. They don't do the no dance, ambition. Matt. The minnow dance. Oh, I pulled a muscle. That uh, on that note, I think we better take a little break. No, wait! I got to tell more. you one more thing. Oh, yes, sir. We had a that. dog when I was a kid that yeah. spent. Every moment of daylight. Oh, this is not oh, exaggeration. Oh, going up and down the shore looking at minnows. That's it. Oh, Every that, moment of daylight. That was my dog Dunker, yep. who, as a puppy, my uncle Al tossed him off the end of the dock to teach him to swim. That's how you he, do it. He was forever afraid of the water, but he would stand in the water on shore all day long. Yep. Slamming his head into the water, yeah, and, trying what, to catch a minnow. Watch with these minnows. Fishy, fishy, fishy. See, more news what happens. after we hear from <laughs> me. Rookie. Oh, rookie. All right. Oh, Are you going to do something? Oh, go, do ahead. Something? go ahead. No, no go ahead. I'm still getting ready. Oh, well, then I want to tell you that uh, uh, my friends nice at plan, Mueller please. Memorial. Take care of that rough spot in life. Well, or many rough spots in life. Mueller Memorial has been a family-owned, has been serving families for more than 75 years. I know the family. I've known them all my life. Scott Mueller's a friend of mine. They uh, they helped us take care of both my uh, parents. We planted them with Mueller's. And uh, the, the, the details are difficult, and they can be frightening and fraught with anxiety. But... Miller, Miller, Mueller smooths that out. It's Mueller time. It, they it, well, it can be, and That's they right. create the event that honors your loved one and brings families together to celebrate a life well lived. There's no need to to fear this. 
task, this inevitable task, once it once it uh, hits home to you, it can be overwhelming. But Mueller Memorial will make sure that you're you're not overwhelmed. Scott has written a book called "What to Know Before You Go." It's free. Go to MuellerMemorial.com/gl to request a copy while supplies last. It answers all the questions you might have about planning a funeral or a cremation service. Even if you don't think it may be right for you now, it sure might be something you need to consider in the future, especially when it gets time, you know, to take the keys away. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Uh, but it's uh, they're really, really good people. They'll handle it with honor and respect. Go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL. You know, for the last, uh, I don't know, several days, uh, I've been telling you about Minnesota Masonic Charities and some of the new stuff that they've got going on and featuring the Minnesota Masonic Charities Scholarship Program. And I want you to learn more about it, and so do they. One of the largest private scholarship-granting organizations in the state of Minnesota. That's Minnesota Masonic Charities. They're proud to support the young people of Minnesota because, you know what, they are our future. So what they did is they got together, all the brain powers, they launched a brand new scholarship program, unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's called the Selfless Scholar. And the scholarship program works. Uh, instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their own achievements, it encourages young people to look beyond themselves and recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students, their peers. So after receiving hundreds of wonderful stories, MMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. And over the course of the next several weeks, I will be sharing some of the stories with you, you wonderful Garage Logic listeners. Um, the other cool thing about the scholarship is the $15,000 scholarship are split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and got the attention of a peer. It's So they both win. It's a really good deal, and I can't wait to tell you about it. Uh, check out MNMasonicCharities.org to learn more about these scholarships, but I can't wait to bring you some of these wonderful nominations from MinnesotaMasonicCharities.org. Not a Garage Logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. It was an alien show. Skin something. Skinwalker's Ranch. Yeah, is that fake? No, that's a real place. I'm purposely avoiding it because the experts are calling BS. I yeah. watched it yesterday. I think it's a bunch of hogwash. Lots of weird stuff happened there, man. Well, but that's the, they go up in the chopper and there's an electromagnetic. It's throwing the chopper around. It, I thought it was bull****. We're live on the town council. I still thought it was. Okay. <laughs> Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. I'm just, we're done. Why is, this. why do I? <laughs> Here we go. Please rescue us. Oh, uh, I'm not ready for rescue. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts. So if you adopted a Joe Souchere. What am I? You're telling me. I want to hear about the sun coming up. Is there a lot of paperwork for that, adopting a minnow? Oh, this is like shooting minnows in a barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about DK Mags, that is. Yeah, the sun came up. They threw open the doors. 
at 10 o'clock. They've been at it since 99. All sorts of firearms, including minnow guns, <laughs> pistols, revolvers, shotguns, scatter guns, rifles, you name it, ammo, magazines, of course, parts, yes, accessories, gunsmithing, yeah. You want to update that trigger, get in there. They'll set you up with something that pulls nice and easy. It's a full so a service joint serving the entire Twin Cities and beyond with their website, dkmags.com, special orders, check. Uh, buying your firearm, check. Even single items or even big, big, large estates. If you want to sell something on consignment, that's also doable. A wonderful staff, a great selection, and very pr uh, fair prices. DK Mags are on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. In keeping with uh, what we've been talking about, I've got some responses from people, including Steve in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, oh, okay. Good. on yeah. why they don't move. All right. Steve writes, Joe, after I wrote to you about the Bryant Avenue redesign and the proximity of our house to this urban corridor of the future, Reavers was led to wonder what it is that keeps people like me living in the city. That's a good question, and this is a particularly now uh, even more important question given this dystopian failure of the legislature to the point where they might very well be recording bias remarks. Yeah. That's a good question, one I've had to think about before formulating a response. I'm assuming Reavers is coming from a particular point of view, perhaps questioning why anyone with GL sensibilities would want to live in the land of the Euphorians. Well, the truth is, I'm as centrist as anyone could possibly be. I am equally as perplexed, dismayed, and disgusted by the insanity of the far right as I am of the far left. But I enjoy the energy, the unique neighborhoods, and the proximity to entirely distinctive districts in this urban jungle. And if given the choice of living in a mature city neighborhood with boulevards and parkways lined with stately homes built to last 150 years or more, unique, one-of-a-kind shops, restaurants, bars, and establishments, or living in an exurb subdivision where all the houses look the same or accompanied by strip malls, big box stores, and the occasional sight of a Perkins-sized Trump flag waving in the breeze, I'll take Diversityville. And, Joe, I get the sense you would probably do the same. You're over there in St. Paul on Maine, right? <laughs> I would be willing to bet that even after several more incarnations and generations of Mayor Melvin clones, you would continue to live near the urban core. Mm. I've never had a <laughs> political discussion with any of my neighbors. They may live in liberal lakes, but everyone conducts themselves as though they're from Mind Your Own Businessville. In fact, I recall Kenny describing his neighborhood similarly. Everyone is cool. Nobody pushes any kind of agenda with the exception of a scattering of yard signs in the fall. I fly my American flag on Memorial Day, 4th of July, and Labor Day. I fly my gopher flag on football Saturdays in the fall. Nobody seems to care about either. However, I'm not sure what the reaction would be if I flew a GL flag. Ah, uh, they would just think it's gay lesbian. <laughs> I've worked in downtown Minneapolis for more than 35 years. Most of my professional... Uh, come on, turn the damn career. page. Career Most of my dancer. professional career. I even bike to work for a living on the way to do my day job. When I commute by bike, the three blocks from my house to Lake Harriet are the only city streets I'll travel 
between my home and downtown thanks to the Chain of Lakes trails and commuter trails. And yes, the Kenilworth bike corridor has been ruined by the Southwest Light Rail construction, but that will come back in 2028 and another billion dollars. Please make no mistakes. I abhor the bike paths on the city streets and those unsightly pylon sticks that have proliferated everywhere, lining every precious ad hoc bikeway as if it's going to keep a car from hitting a cyclist. Uh, I always say if I knew I was going to die tomorrow, I would drive around Minneapolis and mow down every damn pylon in the entire city. (laughs) I will admit I often have buyer's remorse for perching this house, but not for the reason you might think. We frequent establishments all over Minneapolis, St. Paul, and surrounding communities, and without fail, I will lament not having a purchased home in Mac Groveland after after enjoying a beer and burger at the Groveland Tap, or wish we lived in the Northeast after going on a bar crawl to the old nice Tony Jaros in Indeed Brewing, or after visiting Highland Park or the North Loop or Excelsior or Stillwater. There's always going to be another shiny object. Another great neighborhood with seemingly greener grass. But we come home, sip a bourbon on the front porch, head down to the lake for a walk at sunset, and realize this is a great place to live. It's a choice for all of us to make based on our own wants, needs, and desires. There is no wrong answer. I went to the U and lived in numerous places in Uptown before buying this house in East Lake Harriet 20 years ago. But recently it seems like I've dug in my heels even more about staying here. After the decline of Minneapolis over the past three years, I feel even more determined to be here when it makes its way back. See, Steve, I just wrote today, I'd like to be here to see how it all ends. (laughs) I, I, I won't live that long. To see what happened to our city after the riots was absolutely heartbreaking. Buildings that could never be duplicated up in flames and gone before ours. The city does feel different now and has since that nightmare summer. There was something in the air in 2020. It was as though the sky was a different color, like we were living in an alternate universe. But I digress. I'm not expecting anything to become more affordable, nor for my property taxes to go down, nor for Minneapolis to elect a moderate mayor or city council. But I am hopeful this city will bounce back. The lakes aren't going away. This area will always attract uh, investors, commerce, and people. I want to be here to see it even as the prospect of moving out to quieter haunts like Medina or Marina in the St. Croix seems tempting. But of all the things I have to be grateful for, one of them is listening to you numbskulls, putting in my earbuds and taking a trip to the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's a daily respite, a mini vacation from wherever I may be listening, even from right here in the belly of the beast. For all that, I sincerely thank you. Keep pushing back. I remain a loyal GL listener. In the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Thank you. That was a better letter and a better reason to stay in Minneapolis than all the propaganda and marketing and BS I've heard in the last three years. And the only thing I disagree with is, Steve, you live in an awesome neighborhood. I love that neighborhood. I have another one, also a fellow named Steve. Joe, or should I say Reavers? I would love to pick up everything and leave this state. Reavers said he does not understand why people don't. My understanding is Reavers has a young family. There is a window when you really just can't pick up and leave. You have to think about the entire family unit. 
I have two kids in middle school. They both play sports. They both have a batch of friends they are tight with, and they are getting good grades. We also have a third grader that has had trouble making friends. However, this year he found his stride and got in with a small group of kids. It would be difficult to transplant these children into an entirely new environment. They would also take a dinger in sports because you get penalized your first year at a new association and cannot be on the A-teams. Although my wife could get a job anywhere, unfortunately, my career is tied to a license only good in Minnesota. And adding to the fact that outside the metro, I would make half of what I make at my current place of employment, of which I have seven years left to retirement. If I were to leave the state, I would have to go back to school for a semester and test to get that state's license. My retirement would not carry over to another state. So now I would have two retirements. I would take a hit in my current one because I would not be putting into it, and the new retirement fund would be small, and uh, to even make it worthwhile, I'd have to put 10 years into it. So in short, no, it is not easy to just pick up and leave the state, let alone the area you live in, because the state and our local government is completely missing the mark. And yes, it's difficult to get to their meetings when you work, have kids, and life in general. The government doesn't just know this, they bank on it so they can get away with passing things no one asks for. I'm sure many families are in the same boat that would love to leave, but are but there are times that you really just can't make that move without disturbing a lot of ground. Steve, and he lives in Afton, which a lot of great people team, would think, place. that's where I would have to go. Afton, <laughs> yeah, nice place. It's a gorgeous place. It's this, if, if people are going to leave... I would say it's the state you have to leave. You're yes. not gaining anything by going to Afton. You're still facing the same dystopian end that the Mysterians have in place. Chris, did you move at all as a kid? Uh, we moved one time when I was in junior high school. Yeah, we moved a lot. Hate, hate, hate moving. Yeah. And no, the last move I made is hopefully the last one. We hate moved moving. once when I was a kid. From the city to the lake. Yep. He brought up a lot of good reasons, though, kids being one of them. Uh, it was our goal to stay there until the son graduated because we wanted him to have an education in Minneapolis. Yeah, but then which, 2020 happened. Um, yeah, and he was already out of high school, and I was just waiting for the okay, and, you know, you know the rest of the story. Yeah, I'm afraid I do. Uh There's many parts of living in the sustainable urban core that I must admit I enjoy. Uh, oh, it's, it's Joe. Well, pizza and Chinese food. You cannot <laughs> okay. get it here. You cannot plus, get it. Plus, I'm five minutes from everything. Yep. Including the airport and both downtowns. Right, and that's a decision that you've made. No, it just happened upon me. I never <clears throat> consciously set out to right. have that be the case, but it's turned out to be the case. Not five minutes. I'm... Uh, yeah. 10 to 15 minutes from everything. When when you moved into the place you're at now, were you looking in that area or were you just looking and that came up? Well, you were just trying to get out of Chef is Special. When, when we bought our place in South Minneapolis, we were looking in that neighborhood, the Standish area. Well, the true story is we had exhausted the house we were living in in terms of space. There were three kids in one bathroom and really no place to put another bathroom, even though we had already added onto that house, added some rooms. 
But I was told in no uncertain terms, if you don't find a house <laughs> by whom I with at least one or two other bathrooms, uh, that's it. You're gone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's no room at the end. Look at this guy. <laughs> and and uh, so found the place where we are now. Hmm. It's an all right neighborhood. Eh. I would say you landed on your feet. Well, but let me get back to what I like. I like that we're 10 minutes from everywhere. We've got more urban wildlife than you do in True. Crow Wing County. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I had a skunk and a raccoon in my driveway last night. How'd you get rid of it? Not a problem. <laughs> and aside from sirens, uh, it can be very quiet. In fact, I, I've come full circle having never grown up in a city. Uh, summer holidays in the city are very enjoyable. They could not be quieter because everybody's left. Right. Hmm. You can get a seat in any restaurant you want. They went up the to the lake. Streets are quiet. Uh, there's uh, still noise, though. There's times up here where I think I miss the rapture. It's so quiet. There's not rapture <laughs> on the night of 4th of July. You got some stray kids well, shooting That's true because you guys ban fireworks yeah. in yeah. St. Paul. <laughs> uh, and, and if you're in the city and you're a GLer and you want to pre- impress the CI girl... Or you're a CI girl who wants to impress the guy. There's things like uh, Stephen C. tonight is at the Commodore. That's right. Oh, nice. I mean, that, seriously, that's 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 urban entertainment. Perfect you're going to hear piano music like uh, you've you've never enjoyed it to that end. That's uh, when I first moved to Minneapolis. I was still young, and that was for me. I was like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah, I was seeing absolutely. bands and yeah. artists every you know every week at least. Same with me, wants. John. Seven nights a week, full yep. throttle. Yeah, yeah. Then I got old. Yep. <laughs> the only way I'd move, and the only way I think I could win, is if it was to a lake on the lake, mm. not a block off it. What's the point of that? Got to be on. Right. You don't want the back lot. Yep. 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 I think I could get away with that, but those are becoming, uh, as time passes, those are becoming so cost prohibitive that. It's it's really nothing. I'm even paying attention. You to. know what's better than having a lake? It's like uh, better than having a boat. Having a friend that has a lake place. One hundred percent. There's gas money. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've always applied that to Florida. I got friends with houses in Florida. That's sure as hell better than owning a house in Florida. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wait, guys, you know are playing golf. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing on? Uh, Clients, are we done? For no, the day? that's why I can tell what you're about to do. That's why we still need to do another one. Oh, we better take a break. Well, but you know what? When you're 10 minutes away from the best restaurant going, 30 bales. Okay, I am. Well, no, I'm not 10, but I could get there in 20 and easy. You utilize the online yes, ordering I have. I have. menu and you can find that at 30bales.com. Here's the deal. I took the entire fam, my parents and my family, to 30 bales on Saturday. I'm not doing that. Their new patio. <laughs> Which is set to open. Todd told Christ, me on why Saturday. Why would you want to do that? Uh, the patio should be open by Memorial Day weekend. Well, how about when it's warm? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That should It should be in the next couple of weeks. Hey, May's next week, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really cool. So look forward to that in the coming weeks. But if you are interested, Mother's Day brunch, they are going to fill up. So I would call them now to make your reservation because if they fill up, they ain't taking you. When yes, is sir. Mother's Day? The 15th. Is it a week from this Sunday? No, I believe it's the 15th, right? Is that the fishing opener? Is always Mother's Day? It's, it's around there. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's over there. Where is he? Where is the governor? Oh, I'm sorry, you're doing an ad. That's okay. Where is he going to fish in Mankato? 
They got a couple. They lakes. got a lake. Well, it's the, actually the uh, what's that city? Uh, Sunday, May fourteenth is May 14th. Mother's Day. Minnesota Lake, I believe, is what yeah, the But one. you can get the food for Mother's Day. That's right. Yeah. So here's the deal. 30bales.com. Go on their website. If you are also interested, they have a really cool new function called bar catering. If you've got, an, I don't know, a graduation coming up, maybe a cool celebration, anniversary, whatever, you call 30 Bales. You tell them, here's the number of guests I'm going to have. They're going to bring you an entire bar to your work, house, whatever, and they'll take care of it for a, for a fee. Go. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool Hell setup yeah. that they're going to have there. So uh, call Todd and the crew at 30 Bales and let them know what you're interested in. Also, check out the menu. The Scratch Kitchen is the absolute best. Please let them know at 30 Bales. You heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Mr. Fender Bender Mender, Mike Schoonover, is on the horn with us. Positive Thursday, always brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, located in Shoreview at 1060 County E. Mike, if you don't mind today, uh, let's talk about your upcoming Play for Patrick event, uh, Mound West Tonka, uh, coming up on Saturday, May 6th. Is it all right if we do that? Absolutely, Kenny. I love talking about that stuff. Okay, so you sent out, or the Play for Patrick uh, Twitter account sent out a tweet. I clicked on the link, and it's um, this screening is dedicated to a kid named Tommy Nash, a West Tonka student. He passed away from sudden cardiac arrest in 2021. And uh, I'm going to try not to get emotional here, but I wanted more information on uh, Tommy, and it's right there at the bottom of the page, and it's from Tommy's aunt. And I just want to read this uh, little paragraph she she wrote. It's pretty touching. If you have a child aged 14 or older, listen up. This is a free cardiac screening event brought to you by a family who tragically lost their son, Patrick, from cardiac arrest while playing hockey. As most of you know, we lost our nephew, Tommy, in the same way while he was sledding. These wonderful boys had an undetected genetic heart defect. Knowing this, we had our own son screened at a Play for Patrick event just one month after he lost his cousin. We found the exam to be comprehensive, thorough, and very personal. Most importantly, it fills a huge gap in our current standard of care for pediatric and young adult physical exams. If you have a teen, please consider signing up. And uh, I, I just thought that was um, very touching and a great way to try to convince parents, even aunts and uncles, grandparents, whatever, to get their kids signed up for this event that's coming up on uh, May 6th in West Tonka. Um, and my, my specific question for you is, how is the volunteer registration going for this event? Uh, well, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that, Kenny. That's uh, that is a, you know, yeah, there's no better way to have. I mean, I can talk about it all day. Yeah. Uh, but to have have a family member talk about this who is so close to yeah. you know a situation of of losing it's a nephew, but uh, really tough for me to keep it together right now. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know information is is uh, is power, and that's all we're trying to do uh, is give these folks the power because. Uh, you know, a percentage of the population has some form of a heart defect, and it's better to find out when these when when we're younger than when we're older and it's too late. So absolutely. Um, 
But in answer to your question, I think registration is going well. I think the day we opened registration, or I should say the day after, um, earlier this week, I think we had 140, 150 kids sign up already for it, which was just, we've wow. never seen that kind of response, which is great. Uh, and then I'm sure the volunteers, I haven't checked with Gail, because uh, Gail heads up the volunteers and I have to stay in my lane. Uh, when it comes to her doing her job. So, uh, but I think volunteers are going well. So um, it's, uh, you know, we got a week and a half to go here and, and I'm sure we'll we'll be able to fill out with, with docs and whatnot. But if there's GLers out there who are, you know, medical professionals who want to get involved, uh, you know, reach out to me at playforpatrick.org or, or log on to the uh, Play for Patrick website because uh, I'd love to have you. And it'll, it'll be a great event. It's going to be a, a fantastic day um, yeah. on Saturday. Again, it's uh, May 6th. It runs from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. at the West Tonka Activity Center. Uh, and your kid doesn't have to be a kid, 14 to 24 years old. Um, my son's 23. I just forced him uh, about a month ago to go get a physical and specifically get uh, his heart screening done. And I was very relieved to find out everything's cool with him. So this is very important up to age 24 um, if you can get there and get your kids there, that would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, can I mention one more thing? Is is I yeah. think a lot of people say, uh, hey, um, it's only for athletes or it's only for hockey players or whatever. No, this is for all kids and young adults. You don't have to be playing competitive sports because everybody in some way, shape, or form is an athlete, you know, Yeah. and it's important. So. Um, heart defects don't just happen to, to kids who play sports. It happens to, you know, yeah. it happens to a well, certain percentage of the population. Tommy was sledding, you know, just another day yeah. on the sled hill, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Heartbreaking that, uh, that, that happened, but, um, yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's, let's screen some kids a week from Saturday. Cool. Thank you, Mike. Pretty much anything you need related to auto repair, you can find that at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. Uh, it's GL's official body shop, always rated as one of the top joints in the metro. Look them up on the web, schoonoverbodyworks.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Pumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. Joe, today is April 27th. A fire destroyed, oh, in 1915. Thank you. A fire destroyed the St. Paul Public Library at 7th and Wabashaw Streets. The library resided in the old House of Hope Presbyterian Church building at 5th and Exchange Streets and later moved into its present building across from Rice Park. Hmm. On this day, April 27th, in 1948, KSTP-TV made the first commercial television broadcast in Minnesota showing the Minneapolis Millers game from Nicollet Park for the approximately 2,500 owners of television sets in the Twin Cities. Wow. Station owner Stanley E. Hubbard had experimented with television since the 1930s. They've been running a series all week on Five Eyewitness yes. News. Oh, really? On the 75th yeah. anniversary of the uh, going on the air. It's been interesting. Oh, cool. Really cool. Well, that wait a stuff minute. they had to haul around, Was huge and heavy. Channel 5, the first?
first in the metro? Yes. So who are these 2,000-some nincompoops that had TVs before there was anything to even watch? <laughs> well, there was TV. Uh, apparently, uh, well, that's a good question. Maybe just now, network just television. Hey, Ma, come in here. Look at this fuzzy screen. <laughs> yeah, the first commercial television broadcast in Minnesota. Well, Kenny, leave it to you to ask such a question. <laughs> that was a good question, though. The best part of my career was when I started here in the 80s. I hung out with and knew and was friends with employees that knew who they called at the time the old man. Yeah. And stories about, well, now we call him Grandpa because of my association with, you know, his granddaughter. But what a character. What a guy. Not only met him, but Royce and I were taken to him to have an audience. Cool. In which he said, you ought to play... Uh, you this would be a good idea. You ought to play this for the start of your show. This might be a good idea. And we were just smart enough to realize, well, and, let's play that. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Yeah, 2023. Because he owned the organ that this was played on. It was some giant... Pipe organ. Pipe organ that he yeah. got from a theater or something. What is or, the or had built here, maybe. And this organ, this number is meant to be played loud. Yeah. It, does this have a name? 76 yeah, yeah. trombones. Dumbbell? Yeah. That's, okay, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know the name of it. Sorry. Never seen the music, oh. man, huh, Chris? Oh. I, I haven't. Oh. Why is that bad that I asked the question? This is almost not like knowing what the Pledge of Allegiance is. No. <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it's, it's, it's in bad. the ball. Really? Part. Right up there. Oh, it's in the ball. Right wow. up there. Costa bleepin' Rica. That was my next soundbite on my page. What was he like? Uh, well, you know, a delightful old guy. I don't really remember. I think he had a cigar going. <laughs> and uh, it's funny his son hates smoking. He yeah, lived. He lived across the alley from the Donovan family that was in St. Paul. And Robbie Donovan was a classmate of mine. So every once in a while, down we'd in see Kings him. Maplewood. Yeah. So every once in a while, we'd see him. You know, pulling in or, or in his yard. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, he was an old. Hey, he's the guy that owns KSTP. We thought that was really cool. Oh. When when. Uh, God, I don't. I feel uncomfortable using her name. But when Ginny was moving and redecorating his office, so she could move into yeah, it. Yeah, that was his. First of all, she didn't want to go up there. Yeah, she she was wanted to be downstairs with us, but she finally got talked into it, and she showed me his escape door, yeah. where people would come to visit him at his office. He'd hear them, and he had a door he could sneak out yeah. of and go down nice. the stairs and get the hell out of there. That's so awesome. <laughs> You want to hear something really sad, though? Not really. <laughs> Whenever I go up there, that's the door that Ginny uses Ginny. to get out. <laughs> Is that when you go up to steal candy? Yeah, when I go up to steal candy, Ginny just sleeps uh, so out of that. I door. have a list of the, dumbest, you, of the dumbest questions asked today on a Thursday when go. Joe's trying to get out of here. What's the name of the song? All right, I'll take it. That's number one. Uh, behind that is, do minnows get big? <laughs> yeah. And who actually shot JFK, even though that was during a break? Yeah. Okay. That's what the show synopsis should be today on ah, Twitter. The yeah. five dumbest questions <laughs> yeah. we asked on the show today. Yeah. Hit though, Joe. Do a minnow grow up? No. Oh. What? See, we'll oh, thank you, GLers. There we go. 
It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, today you'd like to touch on social media earning numbers and also your partner is moving some stock yes my partner annie is moving hershey's well she's moving hershey's big time annie is a major major lover of chocolate and hershey's they beat and raise hershey's stock which i do not own but given the amount of chocolate that i'll say my partner enjoys I should buy a few shares, but Hershey stock was up big time today on their earnings, not to mention, of course, the stock has been up this year and has had a very strong move this this past month. Hershey's, like many other food companies, has been raising prices over the last uh, year, year and a half to cope with rising input costs as well as, of course, rising interest rates to, in an attempt to meet and make profits. Hershey's has held up well in the past during any recessionary environment, and you could call Hershey's pretty good safety stock. In my estimation, it's probably a better safety stock than something like a Procter & Gamble or even a local General, General Mills. People love, love their sugar. We've seen how much people love their sugar, given the results of Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Coca-Cola, Coke last week, and excuse me, Coca-Cola on Monday, Pepsi uh, the other day, both beat their numbers. Some on price, Coke more on volume than Pepsi. Both Coke and Pepsi have very nice and attractive dividends. And in any economic slowdown, those companies have held up well, as has Hershey's. Do bear in mind, I am kidding when I'm talking about Annie moving the stock with her chocolate obsession. Because I am, I too am not immune to chowing down on a little bit on a Hershey bar. And particularly when you can get Hershey's on sale. When I talk about any any recession or economic slowdown, we did see some GDP numbers today that were about half of what had been expected. The GDP growth for the last quarter was up 1.1%. Estimates were a little over 2% growth. And the GDP number has been coming down, I want to say pretty rapidly, I'll say over, over the last six months, particularly as the Fed's economic policies have been filtering through the economy. I've discussed the, the Fed before and we'll discuss the Fed again next week after they meet on Wednesday and Thursday and prior to favorite Apple's earnings. Social media companies, by Tuesday after the close, we had Microsoft and Google. Microsoft did better than people had expected. I'm not going to say it was a beat and raise quarter, but Microsoft did beat, did raise a little bit and emphasize the importance of artificial intelligence in and their foray with open AI and how that has been ingrained now in many of their products. Google, uh, not so much. Advertising did okay, but nothing really special. But Google, too, emphasized artificial intelligence. 
Facebook, now known as Meta, and some consider that one of the bigger turnarounds in terms of stock price from stock drop going from 300 down to just below 100. And now after reporting better than expected numbers showing 3% revenue growth and showing a lot of cost efficiency, a uh, cutting 30% of their workforce. Now that stock has been richly rewarded by Wall Street, the stock having doubled off of its low. And today after it, or yesterday after it uh, reported, analysts are busy raising price targets. Meta 2 emphasized the use of their internal artificial intelligence. Now, Google and, and Microsoft emphasized their reliance on NVIDIA's chips for developing artificial intelligence. And I would say that stock, NVIDIA, which will report later in May, has had a very strong run year to date. It is an expensive stock on both a price to earnings and a price to sales basis, but it'll probably be or continue to be a winner in artificial intelligence. And I think a close second to that will be a favorite of mine, Advanced Micro Devices, which has been uh, coming back. Advanced Micro Devices reports their earnings next week. Tonight, after the close, we have Pinterest, another social media company, and we'll see how they do with their advertising and favorite Amazon reports. And I'm a little bit nervous ahead of the report as the focus is going to be somewhat on Amazon's margins, but more on whether AWS, Amazon Web Services, returns to a higher growth rate than uh, 13 or 14 percent. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, Gealers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks very much, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.